A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. The show where we find out what's being said about Leeds United by you and by the opposition uh, available in your podcast app and on YouTube as well. Propaganda. Uh, we'll get Leeds fan opinion first, shall we? Dan here with Michael and Rob is in today. Our TSB Plus member sent us their feedback on the match ball um, and this is the stuff that they picked out from the game itself and from the match ball. Should mention as well, Levi Solicitors bring you the show. Uh, 10% discount on your legal fees at levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. Uh, we lost to Arsenal. It wasn't pretty and it was ugly early on and that's where the fun started with uh, with propaganda. Isn't it, Michael? Yes, lots of people making it early submissions on it <laughs> with negativity. But I think first we should hear from Rob, who had a nice day. I'm sure our listeners and viewers will love to hear about what a great day I had. But yeah, in terms of watching Leeds United implode, it was probably the most fun I've had in quite a while, to be honest. I'd uh, managed to blag a seat in hospitality. So, you know, lots of free booze, which certainly helped. Um, and especially. When you that, say it helped, you mean numb the pain? Well, I mean, after that first 10 minutes, you just thought we're going to have to really get stuck into that here aren't we so mm. a bit of just ni- like Luke Haley did <laughs> yeah a bit of nihilism <laughs> mixed with free booze it's uh it was nice at half time to be able to go into a box and just go straight to a bottle of red wine and open that it really helped great and um, when did your day end oh, it was a long journey back but again we swiped a bottle of red wine from the box so that helped the train home it took about four hours to get home I was kind of looking after my mate who was very, very drunk by that point and almost starting fights with people on the train. So it was a great, it was an arduous journey. Yeah. The good news is you can get drunk in any football ground. Mm-hmm. So even if we go down, you can still have days like that. Yeah. And actually, the, the red wine might not be as nice, but it doesn't make much difference, does it? <laughs> and if we do go down, you get drunk with six or 7,000 people at Wigan, can't you? Mm, Blackburn, too. That's always a good one. Yeah. So loads of positives. <laughs> let's not let's not get too negative now because, you know, we we may yet do this and mm. it's now is not the time to destroy everything, or is it? Because <laughs> some of the messages would seem to suggest so. It all got quite nihilistic half an hour in, which does coincide with the red card. Yes, James, you say it's not it's not that's a good time to uh, throw everything in, but um James from Australia gets 30 minutes in. Everton are two one up. Fucking burn it down. <laughs> what the fuck are we actually doing in games? It's great to think and say we're better than Watford, but are we? No, we're not. Judging this in the 28th minute, we're worse. This looks like a team with no fucking clue what we're doing. Just fucking awful. Let's look forward to the championship because that's where we're going to be next year. Yeah, uh, West Ham Ralph wrote this one at half time. So slightly later, didn't get in there quite as early as James in Australia. Players' heads have gone. 
Ailing, that was just fucking stupid. Marsh is a fucking idiot for bribe, bribing Joffy off. Don't think there's anything's proven about that. Is it bringing? <laughs> I'd say bringing. Yep. We are down. Raf has not been the same since January. EFL, here we come. This is just reminding me that the game kicked off at two. At six minutes past two, I had a text off my dad saying, what the fuck? <laughs> and then before I'd even had the chance to reply at 28 minutes past two, there was another text off my dad just saying, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we didn't have the ball in that first half, <laughs> did we? Certainly not in their half. I think possession-wise, weirdly, at one point on TV, they were saying, pointing out we'd had more possession, but it was basically just having it in our own third for a bit and then before kicking it forward and losing it. Yeah, we've... Um... We've got similar thoughts from Sam on the comment further down who uh, uh, talking about the fact that the squad is packed with wingers uh, taught them to play wide for four years then we bring in a human Ted talk who tells them to play centrally and we are recording straight off the back of Jesse's Tuesday pre-Chelsea press conference where he's been dripping in the the Mother Teresa stuff. Michael, you're giving me side eye. Can't he just let Mark Jackson do it? (laughs) Just say he's ill. Just tell everyone he's got COVID and let Jackson do it. I, part of me was hoping that there wouldn't be a press conference this morning. I thought such a quick turnaround. Can we yeah. just can we just pretend that? I don't, don't, I don't mind. Do I don't mind what motivational quotes he uses as long as they work. Mm. I'm just waiting to see if they work now. Gandhi, no good as a football manager, was he? No. What else have we got then? A lot of criticism of Marsh's tactics. Anyone who defends this useless wank yank in charge needs to slap themselves. Yeah, there's not an awful lot of support for Jesse at the moment, it's mm. worth saying. Looking back at it, the performance in the second half was better, but does it even matter when you're 2-0 down and got 10 men, if you can be a bit better? I remember Hockaday era, he always used to say, oh, we were better second half. But that's because they were already in the lead and we're just playing out time, just be like, well, this is easy, so we might as well just keep it 2-0, save our energy. It felt a bit like that against City, where we did have little spells, but you thought, Mm, if we just score here, they're probably just going to try, aren't they? Mm. Like they'll just click into gear, and that'll be it. But it's funny that you, you can turn games on moments like that, like because they completely got into second gear again, and we did score. It can then be difficult for them to raise their game again, can't it? So there was yeah. there was a sniff there because football's funny like that, but it can catch you, you know, unawares. I know I am clutching at straws here because we lost. I mean, let's go to Mike's comments. So Mike, in quotes, "Sunshine Pantera." I think that might be. Uh, Ironic. Just prepare for some positivity. Not. Penis formation hoofball sucks. We might not concede as many goals as before, but this football won't get us anywhere. At least not anywhere we want to be. I thought you said positivity then. There is a section of positivity. It's short, admittedly. Um, Well, before we get to that, can I just uh, read Tom's thing? He says, Marsh was billed as a great motivator, but our players seem haunted by doubt. I mean, we're down the bottom of the league, aren't we? It's it's probably always going to happen, but... Tweet that went round to so say the uh, someone holding up the sign. Uh, our expectations were low, <laughs> but Jesus Christ, or whatever it says, like biz- bizarre first half. I, I can't get my head around how little we had the ball and how little idea we had of what to do with it. Mm, Rich AD saying Marsh has tried to change too much too quickly. Transition from man marking to zonal was all that was needed to get through this season, and then a new philosophy in the summer. Uh, and we did see us play arguably our best game under Marsh against Leicester and the main change in that was it seemed to be you don't need to do the man marking anymore but the rest of it fine just keep doing <laughs> what you were doing and that did almost work uh, yeah I think that that was um, what my hope was for this change in management was Marsh's kind of more personable touch and just relaxing things a little mm. bit might help the players because they did look stressed and frayed kind of mentally and physically towards the end of Bielsa so I thought just him chilling everything out and just kind of reminding them what they could do would really help, but the more he's had time to supposedly get his tactics across, 
the worse it's looking. The amount of times that, I mean, Clicker did it in the first half where he just, there was loads of space to the left, so he just pinged a pass out, but there was no one there and it just sailed out of touch. And it happens constantly. I've written about for the blog about Melier and not necessarily for the goal because the goal's ridiculous and you just kick the ball. Don't leave it for the opposition striker to score. But the amount of times he gets the ball at his feet and this idea of going to 100 to 70, which Marsh keeps talking about, just doesn't seem to suit the players at all. And all that happens is the opposition get back into shape. And Melier's looking around going, well, do I pass it to Diego Lorente, who's got a lot of people running at him and we know what he And does. it's Diego Lorente. Exactly, yeah. Or then he, look, he was looking forward and going, all right, well, there's Dan James, I could maybe hoof it to. And then he just kicks it out of play, which is kind of the best option at times because at least he gets rid of it. <laughs> and, that, and that, I guess, falls into the, the notion of an attacking plan. And El, uh, El Narval says, I so want to like Jesse. He's no Bielsa and never will be, but Jesus, Mary and Gandhi <laughs> just formulate some sort of attacking plan. And it, that is the thing. It's the it's the with the ball aspects of the with the ball without the ball, isn't it? We don't seem to know what to do with it. No. Well, it's all everything he talks about is winning it back in transition and stuff. Mm. But when you've got the ball yourself from the back and you've got comfortable possession of it, what do you do then? That seems to be where the problem is. I'm still but, not sure. I'm not sure what that plan is. I genuinely, no, I don't know. I don't know either. You know, and I, I want us to succeed. I really do. I just don't. I don't quite. F- I don't know what what they're trying to do. What mm. are they trying to achieve when we get the ball? The other thing I hoped he'd do was. Drop the man marking because I think it'd give the players a bit of a mental rest from doing it because I think they were obviously struggling with it and keep things not well. I mean, we were told it would be a system and a style that would mesh in beautifully with what Bielsa had done. So I was hoping for that, and I was hoping also he'd play people in position. Now I know injuries have not helped there, but like Dan James is a ten, Rafinha is a wing back, and I know we've had to adapt because of injuries and things, but. I mean, it just doesn't feel right still. How many positions did Dan James play at the weekend? Because he was, he was, he started at number 10, then I think he went up front, then he was at right back, and then I think he ended up on the wing. I, I mean, mm. I don't really know. And then he popped up on the left wing at one point as well. Robin Cock was playing centre half, then he was at full back, and then he was yeah. charging forward at right wing. I don't know. But he's obsessed with that word transition. He just keeps talking about it, and, he was, you know, and he's talking about it against terrible teams as well. Like, fair enough if we are going to sit back and play on the counter against some of those teams towards the top of the table but he was talking about it against Southampton he was talking about it against Watford saying oh they're a really strong t- team on trans- in transition you think it's Watford mate like come on <laughs> and loads <laughs> of, gotta be better than this and loads of teams sit deep particularly the weaker ones don't they mm. that's what Watford try and do not very well uh, several people calling for Marsh to go already well <laughs> it's, it's hard isn't it we've been in this situation before we're back in a situation with managers where it's hard to truly care if they stay or leave it's like mm-hmm. when, when Heckingbottom left. I was like, oh, that seems a bit harsh. He's not had very long, has he? But equally, yeah. Oh, well. And also we were getting Bielsa then, so obviously it was a different thing. But when, when Milinic was sacked and when Hockaday was sacked and when Christensen was sacked, you kind of went through these managers and you went, well... He'll be all right. I suppose yeah. I suppose it's not good now, is it? So what have you got to lose on it? There is someone calling it who doesn't have a name on this, actually, who calling for to get Deitch in. <laughs> Which is... You know, it would be quite funny because I think he would be thoroughly determined to to do well, given uh, he'd be up against Burnley. I mean, it'd be, it'd be the absolute making of this show. If it'd, be, it'd be the worst thing. I'd be retired. I think there's obviously nothing to be gained from getting rid of Marsh. No, no not w- now. Whatsoever. No. There, there are probably question marks around the timing. And we said, didn't we, ultimately, you'll judge Marsh based on, first of all, what happens this season and then probably what happens next season, assuming he's still here. He's so hard to keep him if we go down. The- I mean, he was saying in his press conference before Arsenal that he's still in temporary accommodation, but in the next few weeks he's going to move to a permanent home, which 
I thought it was a very brave thing to say, <laughs> to be honest. Temporary accommodation makes it sound like he's in some little hostel as well, <laughs> yeah. like he's in a, in a bed in a somewhere. In a house. Yeah, uh. with uh, people on parole or something. Waiting to get moved to his uh, to his proper home. I mean, we're not going to get rid of him now, are we? No, and that's the point. No, no, no absolutely not. And, and no, should, and should we? No, there's no, there'd be no point. With <laughs> Is that the best you can offer? Though, it, I mean, seriously, well, I know we're laughing about it, we're joking, but these ideas have not worked as far as I can tell yet. But people will turn around and go, "Well, he got eleven points out of five games." Or yeah, he did. He did. And they're a bit. Arsenal was terrible. Like the there was nothing good about that performance. First half in particular was just a complete train wreck from the mistake that we made to give them the first goal to Ailing being sent off to the fact we couldn't string three passes together and never got into their half. Like the whole thing was just awful. Like we look at the um, attacking momentum graph, which is like a minute by minute, kind of showing where the pressure is. And the first half, I don't think we've got, we've got any marks on it. Oh, mm-hmm. we've, we've, there's maybe two minutes of it where there's, well, like, the, where there's the most minute little, little dip down into, into our territory on it. So it's, it was terrible. Like, I, I don't see from the first half what we're actually trying to do at all. I um I found it interesting, Phil Hay saying last week how against City he saw Calvin Phillips kind of drop back into that singular defensive midfield position that he played under Bielsa and Phil was saying, I don't know if that was tactical or just the players mm. falling back into that. And I've I've the more I've watched Click recently, the more I mean he was spotted at Palace kind of arguing with Marsh, but even before then he's been making runs and doing things that I think, hmm, I don't know if Marsh is actually asking him to do that. And part of my hope now is if the players just kind of go, Rafa, just stand on the wide. Just stand on the wide, <laughs> yeah. We'll pass it to you if you go and stand <laughs> out there. Ilkley Arsehole actually says, Ailing is a good barometer of the team. And on that basis, I think they no longer have confidence in their manager. Marsh is a loser and they know it. <laughs> Bloody hell. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it gets like this. We should say it does get like, it this, does when, get like this when Leeds lose and the pressure is on. It's never nice. And if we beat Chelsea... You know, yeah, the mood will change. I mean, but that's what we've been saying from the start. We're just waiting for that for them to put that marker down and go. Ah, this is what they're trying to do, and this is the point of what they've been trying to work towards. At the minute, it's still very, very unclear, isn't it? Um, I mean, the negativity and finger pointing takes many different forms. A lot of people are saying, "Yeah, just going down." Paul, Carlo, Nathan, Bobby, eyebrows, uh, wasted opportunities in winnable games. The board are coming in for uh, for some flack here. The word chancer is now popping up. Quite a bit. In relation to who? Uh, Andrea Raptorzani. Mm. It's one of those things that there's, there's probably not a huge amount of point getting into it all now because there's like, you know... Two weeks, Michael. A couple of weeks left. <laughs> Whether we go up or down, though, there needs to be a huge post-mortem of this season and yeah. a discussion of what the fuck has happened there and, is a, and why it has happened. There is a day of reckoning coming, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. And hopefully we'll be able to look back at it as a narrow escape yeah, and go, Whoo! and uh, don't ever do that again. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> Mm, but it's, it doesn't feel like that is necessarily going to be the case. I don't. I mean, it's down to us and Burnley, isn't it? Yeah, and well, because they torched all the goodwill by sacking Bielsa, who was, you know, regardless of fault for this season, he was the guy who took us up and gave us three. The good thing seasons, is, it doesn't. It? it doesn't torch the goodwill if their replacement does well. Well, that's what I mean. I'm, I'm saying is like they've they've got no more credit in the bank, have mm. they? Because they've not we've not gone forward in any meaningful sense since. Well, we've actually gone backward because we've dropped into the relegations, haven't we? Arter obviously coming. In for some attention. An absolute disaster, described as. Mm. Yeah, you'd, I, I think Otter is probably the main one in the firing line this summer, if it, if it happens. But apart, apart from anything else, because an owner sacking himself is difficult. Yeah. Whereas to be able to go to Otter and say, well, you... You never know. Andrea is a bit of a disruptor. He might, <laughs> you he might, like, <laughs> might like trying to sack himself. Leave no one in charge. <laughs> but, I mean, he did... It, it, we have been told that very clearly that this was Otter's man 
who was Marsh and he'd been speaking to him for years. Well, and... Ma- Marsh has even said himself that he's been talking to Arthur for years and have been in contact and it, it was kind of put out there that, you know, one day you might get this job and Arthur's, it's been sold to us as this is going to be some kind of seamless transition and it's mm. the, a, an evolution in playing style that really fits the squad and the evidence that we are seeing suggests very different. Mm-hmm. And his managerial picks have been Christensen, Hackingbottom, Bielsa and Marsh, which if you can get, if you get one out of four correct, it's not great, is it? No, and the and players as well. Mm. Same goes for the players. I mean, I keep going back to Junior Furpo. Whatever performance art it is that he's trying to do, I'm not here for it. I mean, we we um, interviewed Tony Dorigo yesterday, and he was almost maintaining a diplomatic silence when yeah. when Chris. I mean, if it. there is a guy who knows a quality left back, it's Tony Dorigo, mm. and I would I think say he's got some questions. <laughs> what what can he do well? That's a question for you. Mm. For me, yeah. Can, what's Tony, he good at? What's Tony Junior Furpo good? No, what's Junior Furpo good at? I can at? tell you what Tony Dorigo was good at. I know it, everything. I, I can tell you that as well. What was Junior, what's Junior Furpo good at now? He's a nice guy. Anything to add? Good, good tash, yeah. Uh, good tash. There, there was a moment in the second half after we'd scored when Harrison got the ball on the edge of the box in quite a promising situation, and he should have passed it to Furpo on the overlap, who would have been in on goal with a chance to have a shoot or a cross. And it was really frustrating, but I did think we'd have only messed it up wouldn't we Don't matter. yeah we were saying that he, he was playing I don't know whether he was following instructions but he was the furthest player forward at several points and given he cannot shoot or cross maybe did get an assist actually maybe we, we'd the, need to give him credit for the assist maybe the safest place for him is at number 9 given that we're lacking strikers <laughs> and he was in that position against Arsenal so give him a go sometimes let's give him a go yes. um, we should say just while we're hawking stuff off that part 1 of the Tony DiRigo chat where we go through the squad the 1991-92 happier times Championship winning squads is telling us about his teammates and himself as well. That's over on the extra ball for our members. Back to the present day and the nihilism and the acceptance. That's starting to, um, it's starting to, uh, I think, seep into a few people. I'm there now, and it's like, yeah, whatever, whatever happens this season happens. If we stay up, it'll be, it'll be as uh, what David Batty described winning the title as a nice bonus back in 1992. So if we, yeah, if we do stay up, it will be a nice bonus. But I just want this over one way or another. Now. And as Gear says. All happiness is transitory and death is inevitable. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is true. <laughs> I think uh, John P sums up where I was where he says, uh, when we scored against Arsenal, I didn't find myself celebrating. I just found myself chuckling, shaking my head and murmuring fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> He's right. I, I feel better this week than I did last week. Yeah. Weirdly. The, the yeah. stress had kind of built up to a point with me as well where I, I just couldn't handle it anymore. And mm. actually, it's just all gone now. Yeah. But whatever. And <laughs> we do this really well. Like the away end at the weekend was amazing. And just seeing them dancing around, singing football in a library. And uh, we were on the tube back singing about Trezor Kandal and Arsenal fans looking really, really confused. And a few eventually started trying to sing You're Going Down. It was like, yeah, like we're owning it. It's fine. So what? <laughs> yeah, we've been there before. It's no, all right. Nobody will laugh at Leeds United more than us. <laughs> there needs to I don't be- mean us, I mean as a collective fan base, if we go down, because it's been the longest, slowest, most obvious death possible this season if we do go down. I do think if we do go down, there needs to be a very clear line drawn though of between fans doing that and us accepting as a fan base that it's fine that this has happened because on a away day you might as well have fun I'm always of that opinion like I used to look at teams it's always Reading that I pick on but Reading used to come to Ellen Road and there'd be like 300 of them dotted around the whole west stand and even when they won it didn't look any fun so you sort of think well what's the point of it whereas Leeds away days I've been to loads where we've lost and it's fun still and we can still do that and we we should remember that we can still have fun times doing that Mm -hmm. but that isn't isn't a way of excusing the fact we've gone down, if you know what I mean. That, that yeah. needs to be a separate thing. Yeah. That's why Marsh after Man City felt so jarring, because mm. that whole 10 minutes of singing We All Love Leeds, it wasn't, this is fine, yeah. it is, we're going to support the team, but 
this isn't fine. Like we've just been beat four 0 It doesn't feel like a win. Yeah. It was just a, we're in for life and we appreciate, yeah. you know, we, we accept that and we appreciate it. We're stuck it. here and we'll make the best of it. Yeah, right. And on to the players then. A number of uh, players were picked out for a, a variety of reasons. People asking, are they trying? Um, Richard's asking, are they trying? There are questions about that, aren't there? Seeing some of the players, I mean, I think in Rodrigo never looks particularly arsed. He's been a lot better recently. He looked like he got a new spring in his step, but then he always seems to be running around at about 80%, doesn't he? Well, given Marsh's bigged him up so much and put him in the leadership group and he's giving him giving him leg rubs and cooking him dinner and saying lovely things about his hair and all that sort of stuff. It seems to have worked exclusively against Watford and Norwich, <laughs> which is not necessarily saying much because, you know, they're dreadful. Mm, Rafa as well. Although he might be able to do it in the Championship. Yeah, 27 million quid in the Championship. And Rafa as well. People commenting on the fact that he seems to have gone to wing back. Unimpressed Paul, not happy with his head, says his head has totally gone. He obviously needs a good manager to keep him under control. Can't think why he's losing his head now then. Paul's opinion. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't like to suggest they're not trying because I think that's a really kind of easy thing to say. I think they're incredibly frustrated and I do question whether they have any belief in what they've been asked to actually mm-hmm. do. And I'm like, we'll get onto the alien red card later, but it's like, yeah, he was pissed off and it's such a split second thing. He's not thinking anything. That's just a complete mm. reaction to how he's feeling, which is how I was feeling at the same time, to be honest. It reminded me of um, Calvin Phillips getting sent off at QPR in the promotion season where at the end of the game where we lost, he just went and snapped someone. I thought, yeah, I, I get where you're coming from there, mate. Yeah. Actually, there were actually minimal comments on Ailing because everyone knows he did a he's naughty. In, he's, he features prominently in uh, Heroes of Villains. Uh, <laughs> which, so we'll, we'll, which, maybe, uh, we'll maybe discuss him then. Hero or villain? <laughs> mm, don't, don't spoil it now. We'll do that on the, on the main wink, uh, Winkley show, the main weekly show. Dan James as well picked out number 10. Is there a plan? We're falling back on the same themes, aren't we? This, I don't think anybody can quite figure out what's going on or what they're trying to do. It feels a bit like if, if you've ever played like football manager or champ manager or any of, the, any of that type of game, you, you start in pre-season, you create a formation that you're like, this is great. And then 10 minutes in, you can be losing 2-0 and you just start moving people. You're like, okay, well... Um, <laughs> I'll have him running backwards. He can go there. Yeah, yeah. I'll put a line in there. Make him, I'll make him not man-mark all over the pitch. I'll make him not press. And you start adjusting loads of stuff. And it, none of it works because you don't know what you're doing. <laughs> it's, it feels a little bit like that with, with Dan James. It's like, okay, he's in the team, but you can maybe you can do a job there. Oh, no, he can't. Well, maybe I'll put him there. All right, he's still, he's still only playing a six out of ten. I'll move him I'll move him to the right. Oh, he's got even worse. Move him to right back. Nope, not there either. And we're just dotting him about the pitch in a way that I don't think he's doing him any favours. I feel sorry for Dan James, actually, because mm. the minute, number of minutes he's actually got to play in his preferred position... I bet, I bet it's like 10% of his minutes for Leeds have been in a, in a position that he actually wants to play in. Mm. And he, I think he's he's useful in the right setup. Yes. Because Bielsa absolutely loved him. Like, for all we've, we can criticise the board for not spending money, they did spend £25 million on Dan James because Bielsa loved him. Yeah. And well, I, I mean, mean whether, whether there was wisdom in that, given the lack of central midfielders, is a different question, isn't it? But. Mm. Maybe one, that's that's one for, that's a two weeks from now question, isn't it? Yeah. There is a two weeks from now question. Um, the injured players, as Cy points out, is a huge factor as well that we're missing so many people. But again, we're going back onto the questions that will be asked in two weeks about the the size and the shape of the squad. Questions that have been, to be fair, they've been flagged up all, all year, haven't they? And all those chickens are now coming home to roost. Let's finish on a positive. Lewis Bate. Was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not... Will feature heavily in next season's championship, etc. Not outstanding but no one was but he certainly looked comfortable and and like maybe he's slightly better suited to that position mm. than Click or Cock who both neither look comfortable when they're, they're put in there 
It's funny, isn't it, that someone's like so young with so little first team experience could just be dropped in there and just look more comfortable in a particular system. If it's if it's what you if it's a position you're naturally inclined to play, though, it's it's the way that you know Rafinha is our best player, but stick him at wing back doesn't look all that dangerous. All of a sudden, asking to take long throws and <laughs> yeah, are, are we suggesting that square pegs should be put into square holes? Hmm. Mm. Should we finish on Gouldie? I did. I did t- title this one Gouldie on the crack pipe. <laughs> okay, let's. <laughs> this is, a, this is, is, is this is this proper positivity? Proper positivity. I think. I don't. I would say well, Gouldie. Good, mean, luck, good luck with your recovery. Is it? Is it? I don't know. I don't know if this is sarcasm or not. Stay up. We can watch Jesse build his team and hopefully consolidate us in the Premier so, League. Sorry, just do the opening three words there. Happy either way. Yeah. This is about going up or down. Yes. Stay up. We can watch Jesse build his team to hopefully consolidate us in the Premier League. Go down. We can watch Jesse build his team to work towards another excellent promotion running that the fans can celebrate with the team next season. Plus, eight extra games of football. I suspect there may be a little bit of tongue-in-cheek there, don't you? <laughs> well, I'll tell you knows. what, let's leave that one to the interpretation of the viewer slash listener. Um, okay. And is Gouldy on the crack pipe? <sighs> it's not been a good week, has it? Is there... A... Just let... There must be something. There must I mean, be something good in there. If he's got a spare crack pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Pass it around. <laughs> I mean, again, we're talking about the bargaining stage of grief. Marky Mark, not sure how much has changed after the Arsenal game, other than the shit first half. Being blinkered, we lost as expected. Burnley lost at home, which was a bonus. If you'd have looked at the fixtures pre-Man City, we have the points we'd have expected, and probably the same can be said for Burnley. The last three games were always going to be the most crucial, and it was always going to be incredibly close. Keep the faith. He's right. He's right. I didn't expect anything from that game. I also don't expect anything from the, the remaining <laughs> games after, after watching that one, unfortunately. But you know, Burnley are also bad. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. This is where we talk about the opposition fans. Do we want to hear from opposition fans? And we'll, we'll also see what else is going on in the world of football. Less about what's been said about Leeds this week, more about wider world, I feel, is going to be more fun. Part of the problem as well was we're trying to look for th- what they're saying about Leeds, but Arsenal fans are all just talking about top four and preoccupied with themselves. Selfish. Mm, right. Typical bloody big six selfish people. So, yeah. They, can, we, can we blame London as well? Is there- yeah. Yeah. Fine. I don't okay. see why not. I mean, there's a lot of Leeds fans in London too. They're all right. Yeah, but they've, they know. They've got a sense of what's out there. Mm, true enough. Yeah. But it might be our last chance to listen to Arsenal fan TV for a bit if we go down. And that's a shame. I mean, there is a genuine question. 
about what we do with propaganda if we do go down because it might be a lot more difficult. Yeah, there aren't like a dozen Wickham YouTubers <laughs> live streaming the games. Perhaps so. we just have to laugh at like football in general in propaganda. Yeah, we'll have to probably rethink the format a bit. There'll, yeah. be, there'll be some teams you can do it for. Yeah, if you just keep following the Premier League and think, oh, it's, thank God we're not there anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. That, that that other thing over there with all the millions of pounds, yeah. terrible right then. So um, this, is, this is from the Arsenal Fan TV Watch Along. You're, you've done professional broadcasting, as I suppose you do uh, professional, now. Professional is doing a lot of heavy lifting there. But you know about people talking over each other is not a good thing, don't you? No, no, we, we, like, we sometimes do it and it annoys, it annoys us, doesn't it? But, you know, it's the way it goes. We try not to, though, don't we? We, we try to leave mm, space. Yeah. Whereas Arsenal Fan TV, this is their reaction to watching a replay of the Ailing Red. <laughs> so rather than enjoying any misery from the other team, we're just critiquing them talking over each other. Take whatever you can get. I don't know what point they were trying to make. <laughs> I think they feel it was a red card. Mm. That became evident from them all shouting. Which it was. I don't know why they were all appealing to each other, all saying the exact same <laughs> thing. Not, weirdly, there are only four people on the sofa, though. It looks like it sounds like there's. It sounds like about seven. Or it, eight. Sounds like, it sounds like there's at least like a dozen people. There. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have described that as a gaggle of people. I imagine and there must be people behind the camera shouting as well, just in case the, the people on the actual show weren't making. Have we got people behind our cameras? Quite enough noise. <laughs> not quite. There's um, Macken Bates from Wyoming cutout. Shall we go get him up there? Let me go get him. He's there. That's. Uh, that's a, that's as near as we get to a, a human presence in this studio. There, we go. There, he oh. <laughs> there he is. He's still here. If you're on the YouTube, Crowdies, remember those? That was fun, Crowdy. wasn't it? Oh, Promotion. Yeah. It's all, it's all Leeds United promoted this guy. Yeah. So that was good. Don't know what we can do. In fact, we're we're doing the old uh, charity walk, aren't we? If anyone wants to make a, an offer for an offer for charity for this, you know, feel free. If you're on the um, on the audio only version, this is the Crowdie that was uh, put into Ellen Road when we were all locked out by COVID. It's the it's the head of Councilman Ken Bates, who is a councillor from In, Wyoming now and now um, no longer elected councillor. Yeah, uh, so former councillor Ken Bates shared the name with the former chairman on the body of um, Vern Troyer. Correct, no longer th- with us. Sadly, I thought it was yours. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Your outfit, though, right? <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. So yeah, if anyone wants this, I will uh, I will bring it to you for a for a fee for charity. I'll deliver it to a house or pub of your choice within within a reasonable distance, you know. It's uh, it's, it's quite a thing. Within the West Yorkshire conurbation. Yeah, that's yeah, something like fair that. Fair enough. Right, let's go back to the clips then. Uh, Rafinha talk. Mm, this was quite interesting, actually, this bit. There's, there's several characters on Arsenal Fan TV, and this guy, Turkish... Do you, you mean characters as in... No, I mean, no, well, there's some of them. There are some <laughs> of those characters too, but I mean, I mean, in the more conventional sense. Right. There's... Robbie seems fairly sane, the main guy. And there's a guy called Turkish who seems fairly sane, and he's the one talking here about Rafinha. Rafinha's going to get... Rafinha's like he's about to punch... Rafinha's out of yellow. I'm like, nah, bro, you're sending me back to the favelas. You know what Rafinha's doing? He's acting. He's acting. He does He wants to seem like he's really trying. He's passionate. He's acting. What's it got to do with him? Why is he acting all like, like, shut up, That challenge was awful. What game was it? That challenge was awful. He just wants these fans to be like, oh, he cares, he cares. Because he's going to be off in a couple of weeks. He's going to be off in a couple of weeks. What, to another club? Of course he is. Rafinha, this summer, stay up or go down. He's gone. I mean, that's probably true. That is true. I mean, that's the great thing. We won't won't get to see Rafinha, the best player we've had in many... How many years, do you think? At least 20, probably. Best player we've had in 20 years. His final act at Ellen Road will be playing right back. (laughs) (laughs) He might get sent off. Well, yeah, this, in fact, that'd be a hell of a good way to go, wouldn't it? If actually we do go down, 
against Brentford, I want to see us go down with him two foot in somebody at chest height. <laughs> Thomas Frank, maybe, <laughs> on the, on the sideline. Just does him in, but yeah. He's, he's in not, yeah. I don't think he's acting, is he? I just think I think he cares, cares a great deal. He hates losing, as we saw against um, Man City. He just he looked bereft, didn't he, at the end? I think it's also like the only way you can influence a game at the minute is just mm. moaning at the ref because he doesn't really get to touch the ball or take anyone on or mm. do anything fun. So I think he's expressing his frustration with a few things, probably. <laughs> I feel like, you know, when um, you're in a bad mood and a little thing can trigger you and it's like, ah, oh, it's not really about that. And I think the thing I'm cross about. I feel like I feel like Luke Ehrling's red was just the tip of what he was annoyed about. I mean, this is a guy in his in his mid twenties as well. I mean, you've still got hope in your mid twenties, and you feel like the burning injustices of the world. You haven't mm. quite given in at that point, have you? Where you just let it all wash over you and shut out the external world. He's th- that's a guy who still cares, uh, is what I'm saying. I just I, that's all. I just think it's his passion, and he shouldn't. Yeah, um, <laughs> it, it's easy. It's easier to be numb, is what we're he saying. He should meekly accept a relegation like Paul Butler. <laughs> Right then, next clip. This is the uh, the corner that we won and the goal we scored because we might as well at least hear a Leeds goal. Yay. You haven't had no shots. Leeds. <laughs> no shots. They should, the Leeds fans, that's why they're celebrating. Look now. at them. Bottom corner, look at uh. them. <laughs> Keep swinging your shirts, lads. <laughs> I can just say just while that dips in volume while they're just waiting for the corner to be taken, I'm enjoying the fact that they're laughing at us at this point <laughs> because we know what's to come here, don't we? Admittedly, we lost, but here we go. Look at that, man. You see? You see that? You see that? Look at that. You're letting it... You see that? Conceding from a corner and no one was marking him around the back. Exactly. That's poor. That is absolutely poor. We need to score some more. Switched off. Come on, Arsenal, man. Lorente. They better not find this way, man. Tommy. Tommy was the last man. Oh, my gosh. Zonal marking. Yeah, the old zonal marking. The old zonal oh, marking. marking. <laughs> not, not, the, not the man marking for them that's the problem. It's the zonal. All right. You do just blame whatever's not there, don't you, on a corner? Like yeah. Men on posts, if it goes in the post. Where's Chris Fairclough? Why is the, just someone stop it. <sighs> right, that's Arsenal then, is it? <sighs> yeah, fuck it. That's yeah. enough of them. Yeah, I mean, how many videos did they do? Oh, like hundreds. Yeah. They're all just four minutes long and saying, oh, it's good, in it? Top four. Beat Spurs. <laughs> It's going to be fun. They don't know why they want to get in the top four anyway. They're not going to win the Champions League. Yeah, It's but just reminded me, my mate who was an Arsenal fan was texting me before the game saying, I feel sick about these last few games. I thought, fucking hell, mate. Like, do you want to swap positions here? You have me on. Yeah, we, we might. Oh, we, actually, to be fair, it's exactly the same as us staying in the Premier League. It's like you're desperate to get into a competition that you know you can't win anyway. It's just about the level of money you want to get, isn't mm. it? Oh, well. Point, pointless, <laughs> isn't it? Soon be dead. Right. Why the world of propaganda? Let's hear some of the misery then. So this is good. So this is Talk BFC. He's quite drunk, this lad. Well, Who's the BFC in question? Burnley. Burnley. Burnley Football Club. At one point in the stream, he says that Veghorst is literally taller than his nan. He's got it all confused. He's, he, he, he meant to say something big, but instead he said his nan. I think he meant like his nan could have scored it, but then he said that Veghorst should have won the header because he's taller than his nan. It's like, well, he's, he is six foot eight. That would be a, that would be a big nan. Yeah. <laughs> big. <laughs> to not be... Absolute monster grandma. <laughs> so anyway, he doesn't have a gigantic grandma and he's just talking through their last games and thankfully he sounds like he sounds like me and him would probably get on to be honest. Tottenham fighting for Champions League spot. I think they are good enough to beat us at their own place. I feel like we'll lose that. So we lose that game. Aston Villa, a team that has just dominated us throughout the 90 minutes, put in a very good performance and we lose um, 3-1 against, okay? Um... At their own ground, the fans behind them, they're not really playing for anything. They're confident, you know, they've, they've beaten us before, they can do it again. 
I feel like we'll lose. Uh, Newcastle, a team that is on a very, very good run. We've already lost to them this season at their own place. They're on a very good one, one of the strongest forms in 2022. Why can't they beat us? That there is three losses. And maybe it's because the alcohol talking and I'm actually quite pissed. But and maybe I've, we just, obviously we just lost. I'm feeling a bit down and I always back the boys. I'm going to Tottenham away, but do we, is this it? <laughs> <laughs> He's feeling tired and emotional there, isn't he? <laughs> Sounds like my train journey. It's <laughs> basically what I've been doing in myself. It's good. I mean, we're not going to get anything from that, Owen. Probably. Yes, probably. What he said probably there the is the reason why I cling on to a bit of hope. And I, as far as I'm concerned, it's flip of a coin now. It's 50-50. We might stay up, we might go down. Mm. But what he said there is the reason why I think we might just pip him if we're lucky. We might just do this by the uh, the bare bones of our ass. A point might be all we need. And I mean, because we, we've been saying for weeks, and, and this had actually low-key annoyed me over the weekend. I thought, well, okay, if Burnley do lose all their games we only do need one more point then to stay up mm. which will be the right way to do it if we're going to be Leeds United and properly put ourselves through it um, through the mill and then I got annoyed that that would put us on 35 which is what we've been saying all along and it's, what the, <laughs> it's what the club had identified as yeah Burnley uh, just regressing to the yeah. mean and it comes in and it actually on comes in exactly on target and that annoyed me because they've put us through so much stress the <laughs> bastards well, it's Burnley's fault Yeah, if Burnley had had the decency to just track at their, the level we expected could be safe by now right onto the casual fan He's a scum fan. He's the man, he's a shouty Canadian bloke. This They obviously lost hysterically at Brighton, who are now the best team in the world again. This is them going 1-0 down. Block the shots! Oh my God, man! Oh my fucking God! Block the goddamn shot! It's sick. It makes me sick. Put the actual fuck, man. Every fucking time I bet on these clowns. When is the season over? Two more fucking joke games. Oh, God, Tellish! What kind of play? And then you get muscled off. You're such a bitch, man. Fuck you. <laughs> and it's the slowest shot I've ever seen in my entire life, De Gea. Oh, my. And McTominay! If I see one more player, McGuire does this every game. If I see one more player do fucking this, I'm gonna lose it. Do not do this. Stop turning your fucking head. Grow a pair and block the shot, you Scottish fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Cut off before the end there. For, yeah. It's for, out of respect for Phil Hay. Yeah, of I course. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think, obviously, Americans are coming in for a bit it's of... It's Canadian. No, no. Let's, let me no. finish oh, the sorry. thought, Michael. I was going to say the Americans are coming in for quite a bit of flack because of Jesse and his, mm. um, and his manner at the minute. But he's Canadian. I'd like to know from one of our Canadian viewers or listeners... What is the insult that Americans give to Canadians? Like, is it like moose fuckers or something like that? Hmm. I don't, I don't know what it is. Are they just sort of, do they kind of mock them for being friendly? Or French? Canadians. Mm. Yeah. Is, that, is that what they get criticism for? For having guns but not shooting people? Something like that? Right. Like, are we going to fall down some dangerous stereotypes? <laughs> well, I was going to say, I just wanted to back the question out there because I want to get, if we're going to get the insults right. You but... socialist health motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's get it right. Okay, um, next clip. So he's... Um, He's put money on this, and when the fun stops, stop. Come on, get this out. This is a goal. Kareka. Oh my fucking god, man! Fucking block a shot! I'll fuck you up! I'm never betting on these fucking idiots again, man. Like, I don't understand it, man. They back off. They back off. They back off. And they just let them shoot. It's over. It's over. There's no way we're winning now. Fucking waste of my money. There we go. 
And the one that reminds me of you, Michael. Gets quite emotional now. Okay. 3 0. We are so shit, dude. It, it's this is third. No way. Yep. Three. I'm fucking done, man. It's Brighton, man. It's Brighton. And it's 3 0. Like when you lose to Liverpool 5 0, it's still fucking embarrassing. But yeah, it's Liverpool. This is fucking bright. It looks like I'm fucking crying right now, which is from my allergies. But, you know, maybe it is a little bit from this. <laughs> it sounds like that uh, Christian Bale clip when he's on set and he's bollocking that director or whatever. I've <laughs> it's definitely my allergies. I want you to all know I don't experience real human emotion. Except maybe I am crying. <laughs> it's a nice touch of it. Oh, dear me. Right, next. Bit more scum. Flying Pig United keeping this completely in, in proportion, this final defeat. Oh, they've given the goal, guys. They've awarded it. It's 4-0. The goal stands 4-0 to Brighton. What a humiliation, guys. Oh, my goodness me. Man United have been metaphorically swirled in the fucking toilet today by Brighton. Don't believe it. I don't believe what I'm seeing here. This is the one. This has got to be the worst fucking result in the Premier League history in some ways. It's right up there. I'm willing him to breathe. <laughs> the worst Premier League result in history, that one. I mean, in this game, end of the season. Just chill out, lad. It's fine. It's Brighton. Yeah. It's Brighton. I mean, it is Brighton. It is Brighton. Okay, what we got next? Just him. He's, uh, he continues being upset. <laughs> and he invents a, a new trophy for the Football League to play. Why, why, why are they all shit? Why have they caught the fucking disease? I don't get it. Don't fucking get it, guys. These fucking Brighton players making our Champions League World Cup winners look like fucking... St. John Johnston fucking paint trophy winners. St. <laughs> Johnston, Johnston paint Cup. trophy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway, city across the city. They don't know the bond. Do Although, they? I don't, any of these pricks just do not know the bond. I don't think either of them are from Manchester. This, some clips of this have, have done the rounds already, but City Extra, our friends from, from last week. Sicking a bin, all that stuff. Bro. They oh. obviously had quite a hysterical evening against against Real Madrid I tell, what I will say about City Extras it is worth finding them on YouTube and watching them because I, I couldn't place what they looked like and then I went onto YouTube and I, they don't look like that what were you expecting? I don't know I just I expected it I don't know It's, it's too, it was too glossy and they, they sound quite street they're, tr- they're trying to sound street aren't they? bro yeah all that anyway he says bro a lot doesn't he? he does bro but this is this is 83 minutes into the Champions League semi-final oh Happier times. This was funny, wasn't it? Well, in Rodri yes. again. Rodri is dominating this midfield. This is phenomenal performance here from City. Rodri is absolutely dominating. Yeah, this is this is honestly a stunning performance. I know it might not be prestige or whatever. Not like I mean, it's not like the first like like a, a blockbuster, but it's it's a shit. It's a mature performance. Yeah. It's about to turn into a blockbuster, <laughs> isn't it? You know what's coming. 87 minutes is still going well. Yeah, it's, you know, it's worth saying that in that tie, it was pointed out, wasn't it, that they were leading in that tie from pretty much the second minute of the first leg all the way through into injury time in the second leg. So mm-hmm. Madrid were effectively behind in the tie for all that distance. I mean, at this point, Madrid are still waiting to have their first shot on target, aren't they? <laughs> yes. It reminded me a lot, actually, watching that game of us against Derby in the playoffs in that Man City were the better team for like Pretty much all of it, but then something happened. <laughs> yeah, and you still can't explain. But this it. is yeah, eight, seven minutes, still enjoying oh, it. Oh, good. City come forward again. Jack Grealish on the left hand side. Gundogan on the overlap. Jackie Grealish. Jack Grealish. Oh, it's just wide. <laughs> just past the post. Grealish is tearing Real Madrid apart. Oh, he loves, he loves this, doesn't he, Jack Grealish? Oh my days, he absolutely puts Carvajal oh, on the floor. It's another it's great a save, save from it's, Courtois. It's going in. It's going in. It's just a save. 
Courtois keeping Real Madrid in this tie, but there's only minutes that minutes left. Oh my God, Grealish has come on and done bits. They're really leaning into the Mancunian thing. What, calling him Jackie Grealish as well. Yeah, all right. He's, he's, he's crossed that Rubicon, has he now? Mm. Well, he, he did do bits. He didn't do much def- many defensive bits, did he? No. For £100 million, pounds, you want a bit of defence. I mean, Rafinha, for example, mm. doing loads of defensive bits at the minute. <laughs> Mm, more than he'd maybe want to. <laughs> so it's all going well for them, which I'm pleased about. They seem to be having a jolly nice time. But then. But then. Got the ball, oh, still got the ball here. Pops it off. Hammeringa. Hammeringa. Scoot to ball in, back post to Benzema. Ball. It's a goal. Ball. Oh my God, it's a goal. Ball. It's one ball. all. No, 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 no. Not like this. <laughs> Real Madrid have scored. They've equalised, but they still need one more. Oh my God, not like this. It almost went a bit too unlimited there, didn't it? Not like this. Not like this. <laughs> uh, exactly like this. Oh, them chances that we had to kill the game, bro. Mendy in the box, back post. Oh, Carvajal crossing position. Puts the ball in. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, my God. No! Nah, man. <laughs> nah, man, you've melted, boys. You've fucking melted. Oh, bro. Pain. Oh. I can't believe it. Fucking hell. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to not love about Real Madrid, isn't there? Let's mm. face it. But to see Man City do that, you have to laugh, don't you? Particularly because they dicked us a few days before. Have you, um, have you seen the clip of Tevez and Aguero? doing like a live watch along on Argentinian TV. Oh, no. And when the equaliser goes in, Aguero sort of storms off. He sounds like that guy just sort of shouting, no. And Tevez is quite clearly trying not to piss himself. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. Because it was, it was like one of the South American commentators, but in reverse, that was it. <laughs> no. A Mancunian, no, I can't believe it. Consuelo. I mean, it's good to remind ourselves that even at the very top end of the game, there's almost unimaginable pain. Because I think that's one of the things that I found really disheartening about like playing Man City. It's like there's almost because because that gulf to the top is so so far, and you get into the Premier League and you think, well, it's almost impossible just to get a foothold and establish yourself in this division. Let alone, I mean, how far away do you think we? I mean, like you look at Newcastle for example, who went to Man City at the weekend, got dicked. What was it, five? Mm. Which is more than us, we should say. And they've got all the money in the world, and they're what five, ten years behind them. Depends how quickly they can spend the money, I suppose. So it just made you think, well, well, how far behind are we? The thing is, Newcastle, Newcastle are in the same position Man City were in at the start, where you have to buy players who are kind of going to, going to improve you, but aren't yet brilliant because Champions League players don't want to come to you in the first place. So you get you get through like some Jolene Lescott types <laughs> at the start of it because you're like, well, kind of better than what we've got, but ultimately we're going to try and replace these people. Yeah, it costs a lot of money, doesn't it? Um, and you, you just know that the current top clubs are all going to do everything they can to pull that drawbridge up to make mm. sure that the regulations prevent Newcastle from um, spending too much. Until eventually Newcastle get there themselves, then they will be the ones trying to pull up the drawbridge as well. They'll be yeah. like, yeah, that's enough. That's enough rich owners for now. We're gonna, uh, we should call it a day at this. Sounds like Chinese Maoist agriculture. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. Yeah. Mad, mad old world, isn't it? But yeah, it is nice just to remind yourself that yeah, they, they do get put through the same shit that everybody else Whether it's does. losing a League One playoff or... A Champions League semi-final. It still really hurts. You can be very upset. And it's funny for other people. But then by the time the penalty comes around, acceptance. That's what we're talking about. Penalty. Penalty. (laughs) Penalty for Real Madrid. Nice. Sick. Game over for me. (laughs) Fuck Jake, man! Where's the ball? Where's the ball? It's no pen. It's no pen. Looks like a pen to me. Penalty, man. Oh, it's a pen. What a joke. (laughs)
What a joke. We've absolutely crumbled. Crumbled, man. Brilliant. Spend another 100 million. That's what you need to do. 200 million. They're getting Harland, aren't they, for that? Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the like, the rumoured agent? I know um, Mino Raiola has obviously just died recently. Twice. And yeah, which is an expensive old do two funerals. RIP. A, um, he was getting something like the commission that was going into that, and I presume it's still going to the agency. Something like 70 million euros or something, isn't it, Daft? Ridiculous. So you've got the fee itself going to Dortmund, which is probably the set about the same again, isn't it? The release clause or whatever. Mm. And then agents' fees are going to, well, double it. Wow. I mean, I don't want to know what Junior Furpo's agent got for uh, that deal, to be honest. <laughs> a very nice day out, no doubt. Very nice day out. Well, there you go, then. That's uh, prop- the pain of others. Yeah, it is. Well, that's what propaganda is about. It's uh, it's holding, it's not holding up a mirror towards it, it's shining a light on other people's misery. And just a reminder that no matter how privileged and entitled or Mancunian you are, football still hurts, doesn't it, from time to time? And you can't win everything every year. So or the Champions League any year, if you're Man City. That's funny, yeah. That is funny. And actually it reminded me, and it's a song that I'd forgotten about in all the other stuff that happened, is that we were singing to them, Champions of Europe, you'll never sing that, which proved <laughs> correct in the um, in the shakedown midweek. So that's funny. Try again next year, won't they? Eventually Pep will get fed up with it and go to a proper club. He can't leave until he's won it, I think. I think he'd probably desperately want to leave now, but he's like, oh, people are going to talk badly of me if I don't win this Champions League, so I will stick around until it's done. Well, next week's propaganda potentially features Chelsea and Brighton mm. any relegating us potentially <laughs> Christ we could be relegated by the time we next do one of these that's uh, that's a nice thought or safe or we could be safe let's go for safe could be safe um, noted harbinger of doom Michael Norman says <laughs> we could be safe right well there you go uh, that wraps up propaganda part two and the whole show for this week only two to go then this season propagandas mm. so what do you think Brentford propaganda is going to be like um, well we need to preview Brentford first and then we can have an episode talking about their reaction to the preview. Uh, yeah. I mean, I imagine we'll be very respectful towards them because they're a fine football club. <laughs> That's all to come before the end of the season. Thank you for watching and listening. And if you are a member, don't forget to hop over to Propaganda Extra on the Extra Ball feed, TSB Plus feed, and we will see you over there. A bit more bonus stuff that didn't make it into that show. We'll speak to you in a bit. The Square Ball Podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 